Hello, this is Joan DeMartin, and welcome to Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of today's post is Creating Increased Fairness in Our Economy. Is there a path forward? I'm including a full-length documentary. It's only 30 minutes, uh, and it's a first of its kind for Congress, and I highly recommend it as an uplifting way to spend 30 minutes of your time. It's called Grit and Grace, The Fight for the American Dream, and is narrated by the actor Sarah Jessica Parker. This one-half-hour documentary, prepared by the Economic Disparity and Fairness in Growth House Select Committee of the 117th Congress, seems to suggest there are ways to close the income and wealth gap and help the arc of our economy bend toward fairness. Warning, some of the examples show government-sponsored programs helping people. While the committee did prepare a robust report of its accomplishments, it also produced this documentary as a way to touch more people in ways that statistically produce data even illustrated on nifty charts and graphs, simply cannot. By focusing on individual stories of three Americans who suffered various types of adversity, financial and otherwise, and seemed to have persevered with hard work and some government help. I've written quite a bit on crime and punishment about the ever-widening wage and wealth gap and the economic disparity it creates in our country, and for good reason. When the haves own so much that the have-nots are left with almost nothing to even aspire to, it perpetuates and increases the vicious cycle of poverty. And the poverty of even a few hurts us all. To help drive home this point, the chairman of the Select Committee on Economic Disparity and Fairness in growth, Representative Jim Himes, Democrat of Connecticut, stated a simple fact to preface the committee's report. Quote, in the wealthiest country in the world, most people are struggling economically. End quote. A few modest proposals to narrow the wealth gap floated by one political party, uh, were to raise taxes on the extremely wealthy, close tax loopholes that allow rich individuals and corporations to avoid paying their fair share of taxes, and support unions and wage increases for average workers. In fact, President Biden's 2023 budget, as originally proposed, included several such provisions to help transition our economy to a more equitable one. According to a Business Insider article, Biden's initial budget for next year included proposals to raise taxes on the 0.1% of wage earners and tax unrealized gain at the capital gains tax rate of 20%, increase funding to antitrust agencies to break up monopolies, and restrict corporate stock buybacks. As far as I can tell, and according to sources summarizing the almost 4,000-page bill, 
None of these provisions made it into the $1.77 trillion fiscal year 2023 spending package that President Biden signed into law on December 29, 2022. If you can document otherwise, please let me know. In a tweet just a week before President Biden signed his deflated 2023 budget, the Economic Policy Institute summarized the increasing income gap with the following statistics from 2021. Wages rose all right, but mainly for the tip-top earners, and the rest had a pay cut. And this was before inflation really took off and decimated any wage increases earned during the worst of the COVID shutdown when workers had a touch of bargaining power. And I'm enclosing that full tweet here with a graph that illustrates their statistics from 2021. Yet, a Democratic majority Congress apparently did nothing to make the tax code more fair, extend the lapsed child care credit that pulled millions of families with children out of poverty, or pass a long overdue increase in the minimum wage. Granted, some incremental progress was made on retirement saving rules, veterans health care, and a few other areas. I keep thinking of that wonderfully crazy movie, Adaptation, a hyper-fictionalized account of Susan Orlean's creative nonfiction masterpiece, The Orchid Thief. I actually took notes on the film, and one of the lines I wrote down could apply here. Quote, adaptation is a profound process. It means you learn how to thrive in the world. End quote. Admittedly, adaptation in the natural world takes millennia and does occur incrementally, at least most of the time. But millions of our citizens are hurting now, while only a few could be described as thriving in the world we've created. Any chance we can adapt a little faster? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the latest budget bill, the widening wage and wealth gap, the congressional documentary, the film adaptation, or any related topic you think is important to discuss. Let her rip in the comments section below. As always, I appreciate your interest and thoughtful ideas that make our crime and punishment community a welcoming space to visit and chat. There's no time like the present to become a free or paid subscriber, and there's no time like the new year to upgrade your free subscription to paid. It's easy and will allow me to continue to expand crime and punishment. Thanks in advance for your support. And as always, thank you for listening and reading.